I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to KTAEAM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. We are the Horn. The Horn. Sewell has been serving Texans for 112 years and are proud to serve Austin. Sewell Land Rover North Austin is located at Highway 45 in Palmer Lane. Come by or visit them online today. Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the horn. Welcome to the Sports Complex here on the Horn. I'm your host, Patrick Davis. On the show today, we're going to talk a whole lot about the conference of realignment. Big story happening this week. Big 12's growing. Big 10's growing. SEC's already grown. ACC's sitting around waiting to see what's going to happen. Everyone's trying to get out of the ACC. We'll talk about that. Patrick's big fat poll of the day will be happening. We'll be talking about the MLB Astros and Rangers, both play over the weekend. Astros at the White House today. I bet they're already on the road again, though. The Longhorns. The top, t- the top 25 preseason coaches poll is out. The Longhorns are on it. Of course, we will talk a little bit about the Texans and Cowboys as well. A little NBA notes, news and notes. And then last call. It's all happening on the Sports Complex today. Thank you guys for tuning in for the first episode of the Sports Complex here on the New Horn. You can always join the conversation. 512-337-3776 is the Specs text line. The show is for you guys. The show we want to keep this as listener-oriented, as listener-interactive as we can do it. We can't take phone calls yet. That is something that we may be doing in the future, but as of right now, the Specs text line, 512-337-3776, is the best way to get a hold of us here at the Horn. Let's talk some conference realignment. The big news came out this weekend. The Pac-12 is dead. I mean, it's not. There's still technically four teams, but it's dead. We all know it's dead. Uh, we get Colorado coming over. We know that news. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are the teams to come over. Those are the teams that I was suggesting would have come over last week. Uh, I know there's other teams where you would have looked at an Oregon or a Washington or you would have looked at a Stanford, who is the standout team that is not in a major conference right now. Uh, those are teams you might have looked at geographically. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah make the most sense. It gives BYU a natural rival. Arizona keeps a natural rival in Arizona State. You can keep those games, keep those fans happy in their own sense. I know Arizona State didn't want to travel to West Virginia. Nobody does. Nobody's ever wanted to travel to West Virginia. People in West Virginia don't want to travel to West Virginia. It is what it is. We get it. You got to go there every once in a while because West Virginia fans will travel everywhere else to get out of West Virginia. So you will get plenty of tourism dollars when the people from West Virginia come on down to see the game uh, there and then uh, just be nice to them 
They'll, they'll go away soon enough. Don't worry about it. We've done it here in Texas for years. I don't know what the future holds for Stanford. That is the big question right now, I think, in Pac-12 world. We know that there's been an insane amount of error judgments uh, from so many different people involved in this world. And uh, one of the things we're going to be doing here on the Sports Complex is we're going to be playing some clips from our friends, Rod E and Rod B, that are in the morning, 6 to 11 a.m. So we're going to listen to them in just a minute and their takes on conference realignment. We'll come back, get your takes on the Specs text line, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it as well. Uh, I do have some takes on this about one of the major factors of why the Pac-12 picked the wrong guy in George Golfkoff and why his vision never seemed to work for going forward of what the future of college sports, at least college football mainly, and the the TV deals are. And I think one of the big problems that Klyovkov had going into this was that he was a hospitality guy. He was a guy that worked for Bet MGM and worked in casinos and worked in trying to create events and tried to create a a great way for people to come in and enjoy themselves. And in most sports, that is a very valuable thing. When you go to MLB games, the, the experience is a big part of an MLB game. When you go to an NBA game during timeouts, during halftime, those are big things. And that's the same at college baseball. It's the same in college basketball. You want the experience to be something for the fans. In college football, that's not the case as much. There isn't a big halftime show at all of these events. They do halftime shows for the Super Bowl. They do them for some big events. Jerry Jones does it on Thanksgiving. But a lot of these places, for football, it's kind of, man, football's a game. And this is because what draws viewers on TV more than anything? Because MLB doesn't have the viewers all the time. NBA doesn't have the viewers all the time. College basketball doesn't all the time. What draws viewers is stakes. And one thing football does better than any other sport is put stakes on more of their games. College football has been known for years of every game matters. Every game matters. You can play a regular season week four game, uh, and it's Texas versus Kansas State, and you don't think at that time it matters, but it does. It does because if Texas lose that game, they're out. And if K-State wins, man, okay, man, K-State may be on the road to go playing for a Big 12 title, and who knows, especially an expanded playoff, this could be a playoff team. They could be playing for a national championship. Those stakes matter in football. In the NBA, 82 games. College basketball, you're playing 30, pre 30 regular season games, and then you're getting to the tournament. The tournament, what's there? Stakes. Every game, win or go home. Stakes are what matters in television viewing. And the Pac-12 had no real stakes. They didn't have stakes in there. When you lost USC and you lost UCLA, you lost most viewers thinking that you had a real shot to have a playoff team because you didn't have big-time matchups anymore. And if you're going to try and sell that to people, you can't sell, hey, but our games are going to be entertaining. Nobody cares because they're not there for the experience. They're there for the stakes. That's what the television viewer is there for. They want the stakes of the game. Klyovkov completely overlooks this. 
doesn't think, hey, man, we need to go get some of these Big 12 teams. We need to spread things out. We need to look into different ideas. Hey, we need to go see that the pack, that the Big 10 in Fox are running Big Noon Saturday, and we need to get somebody in the central time zone so we can be part of Big Noon Saturday. We need to think about when we can put big games on big TV and give people stakes they want. He didn't think like that. He thought about trying to put together a good experience. Hey, man, it's gonna, the games are going to be fun. We're going to have close matchups. Hey, you know what? We're going to have the rules. We're going to have uh, more offensive league. The games are going to be a lot of fun to watch. But who cares if Washington versus Washington State is 65-70 to 70 if, the, if both teams have four losses? It means nothing. The game means nothing to anybody who's not a fan of that team. And Klyovkov continued to think that people – that were not Pac-12 fans were going to continue to watch the Pac-12 if it did not affect the grander scheme, if the stakes were only mattering for Pac-12. We can look at Big 12 ratings, and we can tell you that even if TCU and Kansas State are playing for a game for the Big 12 championship, it's not going to get the ratings that a Texas-Oklahoma game is going to get. So we know that stakes only matter if teams really feel, if people feel that these teams could go on. That's one of the reasons the SEC and the Big Ten have been so powerful is you know two of those teams can get into the playoffs. So you were able to keep the stakes alive even more in the SEC that any one-loss team is still not out of it. There's, it's all about stakes in college football, in pro football, in the NFL. That's why they continue to start putting out playoff previews six, seven weeks before the playoffs start, and they start to put out, hey, you got to go check out. Oh, look who's – your team's two games out. You're sitting on the outside. Every game matters for you now. Every down matters. The stakes matter. And Klyovkov didn't see that. He never looked for that. He tried to make it a fun product to watch and not a product you could not miss. It's all about something you can't miss because if you miss this, you miss the whole season, man. And he never got that. It's one of the many shortfallings of George Klyovkov and his run at the Pac-12. His ability to, in a couple of years, completely destroy a 106-year-old conference. Leave Stanford, who... I heard these guys were smart, yet they didn't see the writing on the wall. I guess no one there uh, could have predicted in the, the Ivy League school that they want to be in Stanford that uh, this was going to happen and that these talks were happening and you need to get it fixed. But uh, Ian Robbie talked about this morning about how long this has really been in the works and what it means now in conference realignment. Let's take a listen to what they talked about this morning on E and Robbie. It's amazing to me how many people were like, man, this this came down so fast. I'm like, no, mm. this has been coming. Uh, For you know, a the, long time. You know, it's one of those, I, yeah. you understand that we get real inside baseball and inside the game, but it was pretty clear to me that, you know, as far back as June, uh, we were talking about, look, if the Pac-12 doesn't put a media rights deal in front of its membership that is close to what the Big 12 has gotten, they're going to fall apart. I mean, they're going to break up. You just can't keep them. They can say whatever they want because everybody would, even mm. like national writers would, would quote, presidents of schools and quote, well, look, they're not going to say it to you. They're not going to tell you they're going to tow the company line until they can't. And that's what they did. But everyone understood behind the scenes that if George Klyavkov, the commissioner, mm-hmm. couldn't get a deal together that could be at least close to what the Big 12 is, then it was going to fracture and it was going to fall apart. And we told you all through July that they went to Pac-12 Media Day and there wasn't a deal. Uh, there wasn't an offer made. There wasn't anything to put in front of it. And that's when Colorado... I, I said, watch, watch when these when these school presidents go back to campus after media day, and they didn't have a presentation right. from the commissioner. 
they're going to have hard talks about, okay, we've been patient on this thing. We're waiting 13 months for a new media rights deal. we got to do what's best for us at this point. Right. And that's exactly what happened. And we also told you last week that, you know, before this all came down, that, you know, keep an eye on the Big Ten. Big Ten's just kind of waiting. Uh, you know, just because they're not saying anything doesn't mean they're not talking behind the scenes. Uh, you know, Oregon and Washington obviously were in play, and that was going to drop what happened. I mean, so it all came down quickly over yep. a one-day period, but at the same time it began long ago, and really when Colorado made the initial jump, uh, that, that mm-hmm. really, you know, the, the defections were coming right beyond that. And you pointed out accurately, Rod, earlier, and you can reset all that, you know, this it's, it's an amazing fall from where this conference was a mere 12 years ago. No, really, it's crazy. I can't, you can't even really believe it. You brought up how, you know, they have, they accomplished a lot in terms of on the field success going back yeah, to around 2011. If you go back to the final standings of 2011, the Pac-12 had three teams in the top seven. Oregon, USC, and Stanford were all in the top seven in the country in football. Come on, a little over means, 10 years ago. Which means you're a power conference, right? You're, you're Not only a power, the power conference. Sexy brands, huge brands, USC, Oregon with Chip Kelly. I mean, you are a big-time – Stanford had had Jim Harbaugh, then David Shaw, and you were this powerhouse, and here they are now. In that same year you're talking about, they signed the richest TV deal in college sports at the time. They had a $3 billion deal over 12 years. It was the richest TV deal in college sports at the time. So they're on top of the mountain. And in a little over 10 years, they have had so much – bad leadership, so many bad decisions at the top, it ultimately has led to the dissolution of that conference. And what I what I hate about it is, or I hate it for Pac-12 fans, is that there were numerous chances for Pac-12 leadership to either dissolve or remove the Big 12 as a threat. Larry Scott even recognized it after, in 2011, actually, uh, right after uh, the first round of realignment from the Big 12. This is a quote from Larry Scott, former Pac-12 commissioner, quote, we could have expanded, but the deal didn't make any sense at the end of the day for us, especially given the position that we are in, which was a power position at the time. He went on to say, there's a very high bar. It's hard to imagine very many scenarios for our conference to expand because our bar is so high. This is what he said after basically, uh, he he, this is ESPN article says that, Larry Scott chose to pass on Oklahoma and Texas, and that was the reason he gave. Yeah. So, Bar is high, which means that probably Oklahoma, not up to the academic standards yeah, that we hold. Oklahoma fact, State or Tech, none of those right, would right, have been right, up exactly. if Texas well, that's what, when I hear him say the bar. Yeah. Well, our bar is really high. We don't want just any school, and that's the hubris, right? That's, that's which it's, okay, it's, it's yeah. fine to have that. But at the same time, it's going to lead to the demise of your conference because this is a big business and the dollars are going to speak. The almighty dollar and the TV dollars will be what keeps you alive. And as as uh, Pac-12 Matt says, uh, uh, Larry Scott blew this 12 years ago. This has been in motion since he dropped the ball in the Big 12. Joining. He did, but Klyovkov had a chance. Klyovkov had multiple chances. No Klyovkov was approached by Bob Bowlesby, the Michael Scott of conference commissioners, right after Texas and Oklahoma were reportedly leaving. And at that time, Bob Bowlesby went hat in hand to Klyovkov and said, hey, let's merge. We're both weak, but together we can be really strong, and we actually can skip ahead. We actually can you know, find a way to skip ahead a lot of these other conferences, get us a better deal, and we will have the leg up in expansion because we'll have probably 16 teams. Even back then, Klyovkov said no and also refused, not only rebuffed the Big 12, but refused to expand and said we will not expand. And then a year later, he came back to the Big 12, a new commissioner, Brett Yarmark, and asked for the same deal, a merger. And Brett Yarmark said, no, nah, we're good here. Yeah. We're good. Yeah.
So yeah. multiple chances they miss to put the kibosh on the, the Big 12. Well, and as this texter says, the Pac-12 died. Great point, by the way, <laughs> when USC and UCLA left. That's true. And look, when you lose your two biggest brands, and you, Oregon's probably a bigger brand than UCLA right now, but you know this history of basketball, LA, the LA market, UCLA's a massive brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC's obviously one of the biggest brands in the history of college athletics. Uh, and you're in the second largest media market in the country. Yep. When those two left, that, that put them in dire straits. I agree with that. But there's still things they could have done, as we've talked about. The, the mind-numbing part about media contracts and TV networks is you know, playing in different time zones. I know fans don't want to hear that, but to, to someone who's going to spend the dollars to mm-hmm. acquire your conference and put it on television, they need, they need more than one time zone. They don't need just Pacific time zone games. They want games early. They want games midday. They want games late. And I, that's what's going to sell. That's why they're going to pay the big bucks. That's why the Big Ten is going to make $100 million per team annually mm-hmm. starting in 2024. That's why Texas is moving to the SEC for the TV dollars. Uh, but to your point, I mean, you're right. Larry Scott set it in motion, but you also said it. They signed a 12-year deal after 2011. This is the end of that deal. It is. And they haven't signed a new one since that deal. And they've just dissolved as a conference. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's it's a shame. Now, look, USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington, they can still thrive as, co- as you know, programs, as members of the Big Ten. You know, you know Brett Yormark will make it his, you know, he, he needs to he help does. replace the brands of Texas and Oklahoma and the mm-hmm. value. So he's going to help push the rivalry between Arizona and Arizona State and BYU and, uh, and Utah. Utah. Yep. You know, Colorado needs a new natural rival in the Big 12. Uh, you have to raise the ele- and elevate. you got to get into the city of Houston and really grow the Houston program because that's the fourth largest market yeah. in the country. TCU has to continue to rise. That's the fifth or sixth largest media market in the country, the DFW Metroplex. That's where you got to win because you're not going to have Texas and Oklahoma anymore in your conference. I would also say this, you know, through all of these college realignment, university realignment conversations we've had, everybody talked about, you know, having relegation, relegation like they do in oh, Premier yeah. League soccer. Mm-hmm. Well, think about where Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston are now, in starting in 2024, compared to where they were, and think about where Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Oregon are about, or, and Washington State are about to be. They got relegated. Yeah, they did. And they Houston, did. Central Florida, Cincinnati, they just elevated. They get to play with the big boys now. That's a clip from E and Robbie mornings here on the Horn. 6 to 11 a.m. talking about the conference realignment. Uh, I think there's some good points we started that he brought up uh, about time zones. This is something I've talked about before that, you know, when you had the Big 12, uh, and Rod's made a lot of points about this, about when it came to Big 12 uh, going to the, the Pac-12 and, and offering basically to merge with them because they knew the problems were arising. The fact that the Pac-12 at that point didn't realize how much of a coup it was to be able to get into the central time zone and be able to stretch out and be able to open up and basically say everything from just just west of the East Coast, we can control all of that. And we can have games on starting at 11 a.m. and running till nine till you know last game goes on at 9 p.m. We can have all of that. They just never saw that vision, and they never had any real vision for what the Pac-12 could be because they never seemed to get out of their own bubble and realize that the Pac-12 wasn't this all-being-conference to anybody else. And it's weird because the Big 12, that's one thing that I think a lot of people in the Big 12 may have had outside of at least Texas fans happen about the Big 12, that you understood, hey, man, the Big 12 is a good conference. It's a Power 5 conference. 
but it's not it's not the big boy. And it's we understand that some of these schools they're really good schools. And man, if you go look at it, you're part of it. But I don't expect anyone that's an Ohio State fan to care about Oklahoma State. Now we know what Mike Gundy can do. We know what that program can do. We know what K State can do. TCU could go play and get blown out in a championship game, but they made it to a championship game. We know what they can do. And I get that some of those other schools may not be sexy on paper until you get to the games that matter near the end of the year. But they kept thinking that a team like Washington and a team like Oregon were going to be great if they just tried to put them out there. And, hey, man, New Jersey's. I can turn on New Jersey's, and I'll watch that about as much as I watch the Hall of Fame game. I don't need to watch a lot of that to see what's going on. And one of the things I would joke about before the TV deal got announced or what Klyovkov said that they could make the TV deal up, that it was going to be they were trying to do something with Apple TV and that it was going to be subscription-based buying for the Pac-12. And we don't know if it was going to be more like the MLS package where you had to have the add-on package of MLS or if it was going to be just part of Apple TV or if it was going to be part of a, a bigger sports package. I don't know what it was officially going to be, but I know that that was the deal they were talking about was something that was subscription-based. And when you look at subscription viewing and the way subscription services work, there is an example of how to do it wrong. And MLS is dancing with it right now. The fact they got messy is a huge coup for them, but it is they're doing it in a way of you're taking a product that doesn't have all that, – that people like, people want to watch – but they don't necessarily want to spend the money just for your thing. You have to give them a wider view. Peacock is doing okay right now because they have a very expansive view. Now, they're spending a lot of money to do that, but they also go, hey, man, you're going to be able to watch football games on here. You're going to be able to watch other sports. You're going to have all these old TV shows. You're going to have uh, wrestling. You're going to have so much stuff on this channel, whereas if I go, well, I want the MLS package, that's all I'm getting. I'm paying for the MLS package. And I have MLB TV. I have uh, uh, NBA League Pass I get every year. I get those things because I love the sport, but I don't – but I've, I've had them. I've watched the game for many years before I had them. MLS, I didn't watch before, and I'm definitely not going to watch if I don't get a free pass to go with MLS Pass. Now, Pac-12, man, I love football, but I'm going to a bar to watch a game if it's important, and there wasn't going to be any important games once USC and UCLA left. So if I'm the only reason I'm going is if I'm betting, and the only reason I'm betting is if I'm out at a bar and it's on. Here's an example of a platform that had everything to use and a cautionary tale for when people think, "Hey, man, our product is big enough to carry a streaming platform on its back, and it'll it'll get people to subscribe, and we'll be able to keep those numbers up." Title, if you remember Title, and yes, it is still around as a streaming service, but about 2015. Jay-Z comes in, buys title, buys a company, and he says, we're going to do a big relaunch. And he gets all of his buddies, some of the biggest names in the music industry, he gets them all together to say, we're going to do this, and we're going to change the way that streaming works. Because streaming, it is screwing us over. It is not helping us out. Now, they're saying it's for everybody, but we all saw it. It was you. People can, Klyovkov can say the TV deal doesn't work for the, for the college fan. But he, it's, he's talking about the Pac-12. Jay-Z tries to put this together, and it doesn't work. It just doesn't get subscribers. So what do they have to start doing? They have to start putting exclusive content up there. Jay-Z says, I'm, not gonna, I'm only going to put 
my content on title. The only way you're getting Jay-Z streaming is if you go on there and everybody goes, cool, I want to buy six of your songs. I'm going to pay $6. I will own every Jay-Z song I want to own, and I don't have to pay you every month. So they say, okay, we're going to put out new stuff, and the new stuff you can't even buy. You have to subscribe to the title to get it. And what did the numbers show? Every time they did that, it spiked for a week. And by the end of the month, their numbers dropped all the way back down to where they were before. And some people dropped out even more after those numbers because people were not invested into a product that they thought, oh, well, I can get this elsewhere. And the Pac-12 trying to go subscription, when I can go watch SEC football somewhere else and I can go watch Big Ten football and Big 12 football and ACC football somewhere else, and you want me to pay for yours? It's a failed idea of streaming, and I don't know where you think that your your products are going to be big enough that you're going to be able to get people to come in. I know you worked in gambling, and you know that people love the Pac-12 and gambling because it's late night and degenerates are going to be in there. You have to open up your bubble. It's a sad day to see the Pac-12 end because they were a great conference for a long time, but they haven't been. And for any conference now, if you're the ACC – Right now, you need to be looking at who your next conference commissioner is because you are falling behind drastically. You have a contract, I believe, till 2036 in the ACC. 2036. By the time 2036 comes and goes, if your conference doesn't have a new deal, if your conference doesn't have something special, then it's over. You guys are going to be so far less in the dust behind what Big Ten and what the SEC and what the new Big 12 will be doing. You need to step up now because you understand – you have guys like your Mark who are going for the throat. Your Mark went in and helped put the death blow onto the Pac-12 alongside the Big Ten taking war Oregon and Washington. You have to take a stand if you're the ACC now because uh, you are now becoming the weakest link because the Big Ten is set. The SEC is set. And the Big 12, well, they're, they're a new product. They're, there's at least something interesting about them right now. They may not have the big dogs, but the ACC last few years hasn't either. So unless you get another Clemson run, unless Florida State somehow comes back, unless Miami, who's, who's big sugar daddy for NIL, turns out to be a fraud and he may be going to jail, I, I don't know who's going to end the ACC is going to save the ACC. Sure, it could be a basketball conference. That, that's great for three weeks a year. For three to four weeks a year, being a basketball conference is really awesome. But the rest of the year, you need to be a football school and you need to be able to draw money by playing college football. I don't know if the ACC is going to do that. They need to figure out and get a new conference commissioner and a new plan because you're next on everybody's list. One of the things we're going to be doing here on the Big Fat Poll, one of the things we're going to be doing on Sports Complex is the Big Fat Poll of the day. And uh, we want to ask you a question every day. We want to be involved with you guys. So we're going to ask this question. I want to get some of your responses of uh, your ideas of this question. And we're going to put it up for a poll on social media afterwards. Today's big fat poll of the day. Since it is our debut show here on the horn, we wanted to give you the question. What is the greatest debut in sports history? I've got some lined up for you to give you some starters. But give us a Give us your answer for the greatest debut in sports history on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. A couple of suggestions to get you started to give us some more answers. Austin Matthews in 2016 
Starts off for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Four goals, scores four goals, most goals ever scored by an NHL rookie. Four goals, but loses to 5-4. So I don't know if you can be the best if you still lose a game. Cam Newton, also a loser in his debut. Debuts in 2011 for the Panthers. Throws for 422 yards and two touchdowns. Also scores a rushing touchdown, but loses the game. Anquan Bolden, Arizona Cardinals, 2003. One of the greatest receiving performances, just really a great receiving performance of all time, but for his debut performance, he catches the ball 20 times for 217 yards and two touchdowns, probably winning a few fantasy teams their games. That is a huge line from Anquan Bolden. J.R. Richard, let's go back to 1971 in the Astros. In his first game, he throws a complete game with only two earned runs and ties the MLB record with 17 strikeouts. And finally, on our list of the greatest debuts in sports history, Wilt Chamberlain, this may be it, 1959, comes out, scores 43 points and 28 rebounds. The game was just too easy for Wilt Chamberlain. Tell us what you think on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. What is the greatest debut in sports history Give us what you think. When we come back, we'll talk a little Astros and Rangers. A little bit later, we got, uh, you know what, we'll talk about Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson getting into a fight. Uh, George Pickens gives his top five wide receivers, and you may not agree with number five. And, of course, coming up later in the show, some more Longhorns, Texans, Cowboys, and a whole lot more. Here on the Sports Complex, on the Horn, 101.9 and 1260, live local and digital on the Horn app, hornfm.com, and on YouTube as well. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. At the Horn Austin. The Horn, Aaron Hogan and Rod Papers, morning 6 to 11, with all the news, stats, and fun you need to start your day. The Jim Rome Show, 11 to 2, interviews, your calls, and emails, and Jim Rome, the man with a take that doesn't suck, 2 to 5. The Horn welcomes the Rich Eisen Show, sports, laughs, pop culture, and all-star guests. Then 5 to 7, our very own Patrick Davis takes over with the Sports Complex, sports analysis, special guests, and more. 101.9 FM, 1260 AM, and worldwide on the Horn app. Austin's sports leader, The Horn. Yeah, we got some issues here. Uh, we're checking uh, 183 uh, Research Boulevard. Here's some great news uh, from uh, Mopac to Lamar. That uh, little backup is done. And we thought this was going to be a huge deal, a bigger deal than it turned out to be. But uh, now just uh, some residual delays, that's all. But uh, further off to the west of there, northbound on Mopac itself in front of the domain, we have a crash and a backup to 183. A little suspicious about these delays. I-35 main lanes from Wells Branch Parkway to Highway 79. Again, there could be a crash there. We do have a confirmed wreck at Burnett Road and McNeil. Also one reported at uh, 7th and Guadalupe. That's a, a minor crash. Runberg at Northgate. Injury wreck reported there. A North Lamar at Cooper. That crash has cleared up. I'm Don better and there's your traffic stop putting off lasik sharp vision modern lasik is now offering lasik starting at 495 per eye and guaranteed financing approval call 512-596-2020 or go online to schedule your free consultation today sharp vision modern lasik official lasik provider of austin fc 
Hey, Tarek for Divided Sky Roofing and Solar, your full-service solar company. We're into summer, the hottest season, and the power bills are going through the roof. Stop paying the power company. Pay yourself with the new Timberline Solar Shingle Roof. John Hardy and his staff at Divided Sky are solar experts. They can repair and service your existing solar roofing system and are NAPSET certified. That's the solar version of a master plumber, Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. Find them online at DividedSkyAustin.com. Texas license, TECL 37397. Texas heat is coming, and 90-degree days signal AC checkup time. Thorough AC checkups help your system last longer and reduce untimely breakdowns during the dog days of summer. Call A-plus air conditioning for fast AC repairs, cooling checkups, or sale prices on new Linux systems. Get Austin and Linux rebates over $1,000. Call the family you have trusted almost 50 years. A-plus air conditioning and home solutions. 512-450-1980. Locally owned, locally operated. You can't do better than A-plus. License B5235C. Finding a good show to watch is harder than finding a match on a dating app who actually looks like their photos. What? That's totally me. Uh-huh. You need Prime Video. You can add over 100 streamers, like Max for And Just Like That, a new chapter of Sex in the City, in the same place you watch the new season of The Summer I Turned Pretty. Prime Video. It's the one app to unite them all. Prime membership and Max subscription required. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime. Nothing slows my little girl down, except the stuffy nose. Mommy. That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle, ultra-fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex? Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex? Breathe. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. Staples presents a lesson in back-to-school savings. Your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. So when you return your Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. So you can save even more on top of huge back-to-school deals. Like right now, 24-pack Crayola crayons and marble comp books are each just 50 cents. Staples gives you more ways to save even more. 50 cent offers limit 30 and end 826. Comp books in-store only. Pricing and limits may vary in-store and online. Amazon return offer in-store only. Exclusions apply. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn. on the sports complex here on the horn you know I, i'm still not 100 percent sure what we're going to do for musical themes from week to week to day to day we're going to try it off with a musical theme for the week for our first four days we're still going to have 512 fridays i'm still going to play some local music on fridays uh to support the music here in town the bands here in town but we're going to start off the musically themed week of greatest debut singles in music, and uh, this one is the debut single for Led Zepp on Good Times, Bad Times. Uh, not a bad track. I, I think the band uh, is going to turn out to be okay. I think uh, Zeppelin will manage. Uh, but we will be playing. We're also going on the Spec Sex Line for the big fat poll of the day. The greatest debut in sports history. We've listed a couple. We've had another one. Sam Freelich uh, was just mentioned. Uh, he debuted a couple weeks ago. I was actually watching that game when he did it. 
Uh, it was a very fun game to watch. I don't know if it's going to be all time. Emotionally, it was very cool because he made some huge defensive plays, uh, but only two RBIs. There has been some – I know Trevor Story had two home runs in his first two at-bats when he debuted a few years ago. There's been uh, there's been some guys with, I think, six, RB, uh, six RBIs was the, the most I saw for a debut. Uh, but, yeah, Freelich did have an amazing game. It was an amazing story to see uh, him get called up and then be a, a huge part of a win – uh, on national television was a very cool thing to see uh, for Sam Freelich. So thank you for that. You can join the conversation. 512-337-3776 is the Specs text line. Let's talk a little bit of baseball. Uh, over the weekend, the Rangers continue to be undefeated in the month of August. They sweep the Marlins. Uh, they've won uh, their last six games. They're doing very well right now. We see Max Scherzer get his debut. Uh Starts off, allows three runs in the first inning. Everybody is uh, is starting to freak out that uh, Scherzer may have not been the best buy. It may take a little while. Uh, he then wears that off and then pitches just great for the rest of the game. So uh, seems like he is going to be a uh, a big addition to this Rangers team. And uh, they are going to have Josh Jung now is injured. He, uh, he hurts his uh, – Thumb. They have not given a result of you and how long he's going to be out, but he is going to be out for a while. That is a big loss to them to lose one of your all-star, your all-star third baseman. But I believe the Rangers are doing just fine because they are going to be playing the A's in the series coming up starting tonight. Uh, I'll be airing right here uh, pregame at 8 o'clock. The game starts at 8.40. They will be playing the A's. The Astros lost some games to the A's. I don't think the Rangers do. This is a Rangers team that is going to continue to play well. I, I can't say enough about what Bochi has done as managers for this Rangers team to get them that every time they seem to be faltering a little bit, that he is able to have them turn it around and become a really good baseball team again and to win games that they need to win. And that's something that's really hard to get you to play at a level versus, hey, man, you know, you're, you're going to play some games against lower tier teams and to still be up for those games and to still realize that you need to have every win because the Astros are right behind you and right behind them is the Angels who have two generational talents. And when Trout comes back and they made some additions at the trade deadline as well, I mean, the Rangers have to have this mindset and they continue to do it. Uh, so a lot of respect for Bruce Bochy and what he's been able to do there. Uh, in Texas and in Arlington. Uh, the Astros split the series with the Yankees. Uh, watching that Verlander start was painful because uh, it really sums up what has been a problem for the Astros for many years when they have star pitching, which is getting a star pitcher on the mound and not being able to put up any run support to help out your star pitcher. Verlander pitched a good game. He did about what he always does, which is two earned runs, uh, it just it's they they weren't able enough put up enough around him to get him to win. The bullpen has been shaky uh, at points this season, so I'm not sure that that's going to be able to help you out. If Verlander gives you two earned runs, you're going to have to be able to put up, put up runs against some of these best pitchers in the league. And we just talked about Bruce Bochy. This is where Dusty has got to come out and start to get light the fire and say, "I get we have injuries, and I get." Urquidy comes back this week, and, and, I mean, he only pitches three three and a third, does not have a good outing at all. You know, you can say Michael Brantley's coming back, but do we know if Michael Brantley's actually coming back? He's been supposed to be coming back for a year and a half now, and it just hasn't happened. And every time he gets close, it starts to, you know, there's another reason, and there's another setback. I think Dusty, is. it's time to start really trying to – rile these guys up 
And if you can't do it in Yankee Stadium, if you can't get these guys to really see the importance of winning every single game and see the importance of going, I get it's a long season. I get you have to have breaks, but you you started off slow because of the injuries. I, I don't like the, the lazy affair walk into the postseason and then we'll be able to do it. I, I, I don't want to be a wild card team if you're the Astros. You want to be able to try and win this division. And right now the Rangers are just flat out playing better baseball than you are. You have Jake Myers who steps up, has a big game, gets two home runs and six RBIs and a win on Sunday. So that's great. But Jake Myers didn't have a great series. He had a great game. Chaz McCormick. It's one of your hottest hitters. Chaz McCormick gets one hit in the entire New York series. And I get Dusty doesn't like Chaz. We know this. And we don't know if it was motivation or he just simply doesn't like Chaz. But he gets one hit. They had demote Corey Jolks. They call uh, John Singleton is the name that they're uh, talking about calling up. Uh, but we don't know if he has been called up yet or not. Uh He's the name that they they might bring up. He's a first baseman, give you a little bit more infield depth. Uh, in that case, pull out one of the other outfielders. Now that Jordan Alvarez is back in the lineup, you have another outfielder who can play out there, so it can make sense uh, to bring in another infielder now. I But I just, it, it seems like there's the urgency isn't there with the Astros right now. It, you know, you've always had issues with the Yankees. You can win them in the best you, you know you, you've been able to win the biggest series when you're the Astros against the Yankees you haven't been able to win during the regular season necessarily I I, I just don't see the the desperation and I, I don't want to say desperation I don't see the importance of every game that I'm seeing for the Rangers right now with the Astros I know that the the Astros are playing a tougher series I believe it's eight winning season uh winning teams winning records of teams uh in a row so it's going to be a, a hard run for the Astros. You got to come out of this doing better than splitting series because if you're splitting series while the Rangers are sweeping, you're just going to get further and further behind. There's no way to catch up. You want to be playing for this division. You don't want to have this be the end of be the beginning of the end of your dynasty, especially when you did make the trades that you made it and brought in Kendall Graveman brought back and you brought back Justin Verlander. I like to see a bit more urgency on the Astros side. And I get that this is what every uh, MLB fan says about this time of year when they're, you know, and, and, and Dusty Baker is a pro and he's shown that he knows what to do to, to win in the playoffs. I just, it's frustrating to watch the way this team comes out and plays and the, the changing of the lineups from day to day still to see that it doesn't seem that this team is even remotely ready for the playoffs. We know Arkady just came back. You've now got really six starting pitchers. J.P. France actually does pretty well in his uh, innings in relief, so he may be a long-term relief guy that you have going forward in the bullpen. I think you need to start trying to find those answers. Now that the trade deadline's over, we know what the team is going to be. The Rangers, they're going to have to stay healthy. The Josh Young injury doesn't help, but uh, you know what? You're you're in a lot better position right now. You have an easier schedule in the next few weeks. This could be the point where the Rangers really start to pull away and are able to put this division into an area that unless they lose it, it is going to be their division. Now we can say the Rangers are not going to win all the rest of their games. I think we all know this. The Rangers will lose another game this season. I'm going to go out on a limb 
and make a bold prediction that the Rangers will lose at least one more game this season. But the question is, can the Astros win more games than the Rangers the rest of the season? And I don't know if that's the case. Uh, I don't know if Michael Brantley's coming back. I don't know if you can rely on that. I, I There is not a point in it where I think that the schedule is going to go an extreme difference for the Astros and Rangers where the Rangers are just going to get pounded by a bunch of good teams, and they played well against good teams. And then you have to throw in the Angels, who when Mike Trout comes back, you have Shohei Otani who's stepping it up to another level, and I know Shohei Otani continues to look like he's about to be hurt, and he pulled out of a start because he was cramping up, and it, it seems as if the wear of trying to be an everyday player and a starting pitcher is starting to wear on him. And, man, if he does not play out the rest of the season and Gay gets hurt and then he leaves in the offseason, the Angels have to be in the the worst-feeling team in the league. I don't know if there would be a worse feeling that anybody's ever had than you don't trade away Shohei Otani and get the haul you could have got for him. He doesn't even play in the chase for the playoffs. You have to – like I, I think you have to – and I know you're in a race in, in the Angels, so you can't sit Otani because you need him. But you got to start sitting Otani some because he's he's coming up limp too many times, and we see him not being able to finish starts, and we see him, you know, grabbing his hips and grabbing his his sides when he hits a home run. He's still hitting the home run, but how long can this continue to go? I, it, I'll tell you, the AOS is going to be a really really fun division to watch down the stretch. I'm excited for it. I'm also excited to get uh, some of your text. We're gonna get to that in the next segment. We're gonna talk about Tim Anderson. We are going to talk about George Pickens' top five, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the greatest debuts in sports history right here on the Sports Complex on The Horn. The Horn, Aaron Hogan and Rod Papers, morning 6 to 11, with all the news, stats, and fun you need to start your day. The Jim Rome Show, 11 to 2. Interviews, your calls, and emails, and Jim Rome, the man with a take that doesn't suck, 2 to 5. The Horn welcomes the Rich Eisen Show. Sports, laughs, pop culture, and all-star guests. Then 5 to 7, our very own Patrick Davis takes over with the Sports Complex, Sports Analysis, Special Guests, and more. 101.9 FM, 1260 AM, and worldwide on the Horn app. Austin's sports leader, The Horn. Hey, it's Eric for Divided Sky Roofing and Solar, your full-service solar company. We're into summer, the hottest season, and the power bills are going through the roof. Stop paying the power company. Pay yourself with the new Timberline Solar Shingle Roof. John Hardy and his staff at Divided Sky are solar experts. They can repair and service your existing solar roofing system and are NAPSET certified. That's the solar version of a master plumber, Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. Find them online at DividedSkyAustin.com. Texas license TECL 37397. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your engine with Syntec Full Synthetic Motor Oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is designed for today's engines to dissipate heat and reduce friction and wear. Get five quarts of Syntec Full Synthetic in a MicroGuard Select Oil Filter for just $33.99, plus two times O Rewards points. Limit supply. Choose Syntec exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Here's something you won't hear from any other jeweler. Right now, when you buy a diamond at Diamonds Direct, we'll give you a free gold setting for it. 
Yes, a 14-karat classic solitaire setting in white gold or yellow gold at no charge with any natural diamond purchase. So all your money can go toward a bigger diamond while you still get the classic look she wants in that engagement ring. Another example of Diamonds Direct's extraordinary value. Or if you want to take it up to the next level, Diamonds Direct also has a fantastic selection of Halo, Pave, Vintage, Three Stone, and other popular mountings. Or maybe she wants a designer ring, like the one she's seen on social media. Well, Diamonds Direct has those too. In fact, we are an authorized retailer for all the top designers from New York and California. Whichever setting you choose, you'll also be able to choose your finance plan. Diamonds Direct now has a wide range of finance options with attractive rates and terms up to 60 months, so you can get the ideal setting to fit your style with the ideal payment to fit your budget. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Store hours, directions, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Margarita Salsa Fest is happening Saturday, August 19th at Beauda Amphitheater featuring Pat Green. You don't want to miss this great day with live music from Mickey and the Motorcars, Rio Tribbiano, Rochelle and the Sidewinders, and Texas music legend Pat Green. And it isn't called Margarita Salsa Fest for nothing. Lots of margaritas and salsa on hand. So mark your calendars for Margarita Salsa Fest Saturday, August 19th at Beauda Amphitheater in downtown Beauda. Tickets and info at visitbeauda.com. Beat the heat with cool savings on a new RV for just $219 per month. Crestview RV in Buda. I-35 South, exit 220 next to Cabela's. And in Georgetown. I-35 North, exit 268. Online at CrestviewRV.com. See dealer for financing details. All offers with approved credit. The Sports Complex. Ah! Of the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn, playing the best debut singles from artists uh, that you probably heard of before. The Eagles here to take it easy. I, I'm surprised at some of these when I was researching. I did not think these were debut singles. Normally, normally a lot of times you pull that first debut single, it's not the huge hit, and it's uh, and then that second single is the dominant one. But uh, some big, some big ones there. Take it easy, pretty big one. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some stories that happened. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about Tim Anderson. I'm sure that you have uh, you've heard the the fights between him and Jose Ramirez. And if you didn't, if you don't need the, if you have not heard the context of the fight, basically uh, 
Tim Anderson, and, and he gets a reputation. A lot of people like him for it. A lot of people don't for being a loudmouth, for being an instigator. Uh, earlier in the game, guy slides into second base. He pushes his hand off with the with the glove, gets the tag out. They review it, say the guy is out. It does not make the Guardians happy. Ends up going again, goes into it, gets his dukes up, gets into a fight with Jose Ramirez. Ramirez is talking trash. He immediately goes hockey mode, Tim Anderson, glove off, fist up. And anytime you put the fist up, and, and I was I was happy at first because he put the fist up to block his face, which is a number one first thing you got to do is like, hey, man, protect your face because if you get hit, let's say, in the chin, you're going to go down. So I get putting your hands up. Then he immediately drops his hands and <laughs> leaves his chin wide open and gets into it. And, and it, it, was a, it was a hilarious fun moment uh, in what it was. But the call from the Guardian's announcer is just magical. Here it comes. A swing and a smash to first by the diving Vaughn. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in to score is Jimenez. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. It's one of the best baseball calls in the history of sports. I, I don't I don't know anybody else who is who has gone into a fight and been that happy to have a fight break out in a sports. It was an amazing call. Uh <laughs> Anderson goes down. And then the walk back to the dugout, the thank God for whoever filmed that, where he's doing the walk back. He's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. They let him go and he stumbles a little bit and they have to grab him again. Just fantastic stuff. And then the crazy part. Guess who gets suspended more? Suspensions we handed out today. Tim Anderson gets six games for the suspension. Jose Ramirez only three. So he got beat up and suspended longer. Yes, he was the instigator. Yes, he should have been suspended longer. But uh, we'll tell you to uh, to not write checks that uh, your chin can't cash. Uh, another thing that happened this week, George Pickens, uh, star wide receiver for the, for the Steelers, uh, was on a podcast he uh, was asked his top five wide receivers of all time, and we will let George tell you what his top five wide receivers are. Top five is crazy. One, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And this all time. This all time. All time. Yeah. Yep. yep. One, Calvin. Two, I'm going to have to go Randy. Randy Moss. Yeah, okay. Like it. Three, Jerry Rice. Statistics, mm. you know. Four, Julio. Five, it's my personal favorite, me. You know what I mean? Okay, <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Uh, five, one of my guys that I used to watch, that I always used to watch, this is me, is Michael Crabtree. That's mm. my favorite hey. Okay, this is your list. Yeah. This is your list. Yeah, that's on the All Things Covered podcast. <sighs> Number five, Michael Crabtree. Best receivers of all time. He throws in Jerry Rice, doesn't say, he just goes stats, which tells you, I get it, he's younger, he's never really watched Jerry Rice play. But you have to put him in there. Everyone is fine up till number five. I don't know how you put Michael Crabtree on that list. And maybe I'm a better Longhorn fan who just has never wanted anything good for Michael Crabtree. He's an okay wide receiver. But anybody who's like, hey, man, in your eighth year, we're going to have to get you to play special teams again, doesn't really need to be on that list. Maybe he's a good example. I think George Pickens could have a better career than Michael Crabtree. 
Is that is that the solution? I want to pick somebody on my top five that I can be better than so then I can be on it. Because if I just say Jerry Rice and Calvin Johnson, and, and oh, man, that's a big list. And if anybody's in the league now, if you're DeAndre Hopkins, how do you take that? Do you say, wait a minute. Look at what I was able to do with the Texans roster that was consisted of guys that people don't even remember their names. We had Brock Osweiler and Sage Rosenfels. I had a quarterback named Sage, and I played well. And you're going to put Michael Crabtree in your your top five. Tell me on the text, text text line who is your top five wide receiver as well, as well as a big fat poll of the greatest sports debut of all time. A uh, couple more people put in there. Uh, Mike Tyson's pro debut, yes, it was a very quick knockout. Uh, Hector Mercedes, I believe, is who it was against in 1985. And I would tell you it was a better one. Except Hector Mercedes had one professional boxing win. I believe it was one in eleven. So uh not gonna give him the it was a great debut, but it wasn't like he knocked out, you know, he didn't go out and, and knock out Holyfield week one. He wasn't he didn't take Ali and end his career. He beat up a, a you know, a guy who was who was supposed to lose that fight anyway, uh, in his debut fight. But it was it did start off a, a, a hell of a career for Mike Tyson, minus everything outside of the ring. Minus all of that and the one time in the ring where he bit a guy's ear off. Minus all of that, a hell of a career for Mike Tyson. And uh, we have Brock Purdy's first start. He beat Tom Brady. Uh, it was not his debut, but it was his first start. Uh, that, that's impressive. It is impressive to beat Tom Brady. I would say Austin Matthews, Cam Newton, we listed, both did not win. So that is something impressive there. Uh, we've got a couple other notices from our listeners. Asked, uh, Angel should have traded Mike Trout. You can't really trade Mike Trout. It, it, Mike Trout trading is a little bit harder. He does be, enjoy being in the Angels. He is not the face of a franchise as much, so it's harder to trade a guy like that because he may not be the guy that is going out and doing all the commercials and showing that you're that it's worth giving up your entire farm system for. Plus, he's already signed that big deal. One of the things with Otani is you're, t- you're getting a guy who you feel you're going to be able to sign to a deal that you want to sign him to, not the deal that uh, he has already signed. I I agree. Crabtree was pretty nasty in college. I agree with that. He was really good in college. He was good in the pros. Is he a top five all-time wide receiver in college? No. He's not even even close to the list. I don't don't know Texas Tech well enough. Is he a top five wide receiver in Texas Tech history? When, When you have Dammy Amendola, on that list is he top five there i don't know he may be i don't i don't have texas tech numbers to tell you if he's an all-time great but i know he's not a top five all-time wide receiver i respect look it's george pickens list he can make it he could beat the crap out of me i would go down like tim anderson i get it but come on you can't list four really good names and then the fifth one just go i can't think of another wide receiver you have to be able to think of somebody else you have to think about somebody else. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to get into hour two. We got some stuff about the Longhorns. We'll take another clip from E and Rod B talking about the Longhorns. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Sark's play calling. Uh, you know, it's a topic of conversation when we're in the offseason. And uh, I, I have some positives about it. We have some negatives about it. We'll talk about that. And then uh, we got some noise, uh, some sound from D'Amico Ryans uh, talking with NFL uh, Network today. Uh, from training camp. We will talk a little bit about that. Cowboys notes, uh, some other notes around the NFL. Coming up here on the Sports Complex, on the new horn on 101.9 AM 1260, on the Horn app, hornfm.com, and on YouTube at the Horn Austin.
The Horn. Aaron Hogan and Rod Papers, morning 6 to 11. With all the news, stats, and fun you need to start your day. The Jim Rome Show, 11 to 2. Interviews, your calls, and emails. And Jim Rome, the man with a take that doesn't suck. 2 to 5. The Horn welcomes the Rich Eisen Show. Sports, laughs, pop culture, and all-star guests. Then 5 to 7, our very own Patrick Davis takes over with the Sports Complex. Sports analysis, special guests, and more. 101.9 FM, 1260 AM, and worldwide on the Horn app. Austin's sports leader, The Horn. On I-35, this is going to be north of Riverside. We're checking the direction of this crash, uh, but it is causing a bit of delay, particularly on the southbound side, so we'll just go with southbound. As we check uh, south of Ben White to northern Hayes County, those on-again, off-again delays continue up along I-35. Northbound on Mopac in front of the Domain, that crash is clearing. A little residual delay back to 183. Uh, we do have a lot of crashes on the side roads here. Uh, this one at Wolf Trap and Slaughter, also three points at Vision Drive in the Pflugerville area. Wells Branch Parkway at Owen Tech, a wreck reported there too. Uh, here's one over on uh, South First, it's going to be at Live Oak. Ed Bluestein frontage southbound on Smith Road, FM 969 at Decker Lane. I'm Don Miller and there's your traffic. Now here's Rita Baloo live from inside your plumbing. Even if your drain doesn't show any leaks or have any eye-watering smells coming from it, it doesn't mean your septic system still may not be working well. Pumping your septic tank can help improve the efficiency of your system, but you're going to need an expert. And that's why Hambone Plumbing is proud to announce Hambone Septic Pumping. The same great company now offering even more services. How do you get your septic system at proper working levels? Rita? Call Hambone, 512-388-7030. Hambonplumbing.com. License numbers M12470 at TCEQ. Two six three six six. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com.